there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. We have officially made it to episode 30. Tonight, tonight, this morning, whenever you choose to listen to this, we're going to be talking about troubleshooting your flock. I'm excited about this. Um, basically, we're here for this. If uh, you had questions and you came and asked me at the feed store about something about your flock, you're more than likely going to hear the answer because that's all I have to go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have a lot of questions that come into this place. So it's fun to uh, realize that a lot of people have the exact same questions. So that's what we're here for tonight. And also, again, don't hesitate to reach out to us individually because we are always here to help and answer any questions. Absolutely. So this is, I feel like, a little bit more geared for people that are entering their second season plus Mm -hmm. into this. This will be kind of one of those things. I feel like this is the time, your second year or second season, of if you run into problems, it's usually going to be this. Okay, so what's a good place to start? Um, well, I feel like the easiest ones I want to talk about, first of all, very quickly, and I, a lot of these problems can be avoided Mm -hmm. if this happens. Quarantining. Quarantining. And it's not just chickens. If you have any animals, you should probably be doing this. And what that means is exactly everything that we've been experiencing in 2020, but... (laughs) Uh, basically, it means if you have a flock and you bring home chicks from another source, you bring home another bird from your friend or whatever, you need to separate them for a certain amount of time. I always like to do at least two weeks Smart. of total isolation and then two weeks of like visual yeah. that they can see each other, but like through a fence so they still can't see it. And why I'm saying quarantining is because... All, I feel like a lot of the issues that we have done, I've had on this list, I guess, is because we did not. Sure. It could be something... We just trusted our source of where we got them from and disaster struck. Yeah. It could be something as simple as mites and lice. Yes. Or it could be something as tragic as... Coccidiosis. Coccidiosis or... And we'll get into all of else. that and in how... In, also teach you how to fix these things as well. Sure. So you, this is a really great one to bookmark and reference um, if you have any of these issues. Yep. So when I bring home anything, I quarantine them, but then I also treat them as a preventative for lice and mites. Now, wait a second, Leanna. Are you using antibiotics on your chickens? Well, technically I'm using ivermectin or permethrin. And I don't necessarily think it's an antibiotic, but it's a parasitic. A parasitic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And you don't have to do withdrawal periods for specific, like especially for like, you need to do your quarantining time. Yes. Which would ultimately. Which would be my. Which would be my. Your withdrawal draw. for any kind of egg. And what that means is, yeah. So there's, yes, there's a time of where they're saying you cannot eat the eggs from these during a certain time of period. I always say, sounds like a great time to fill your incubator, if you ask me. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're not doing that, and that's totally fine, um, 
there's a gray area with ivermectin if you should withdraw from eggs, if you should not. And I don't think you really need to because ivermectin is in a lot of human products that we consume as it well. It is, yes. So mm-hmm. I'm not super worried about it. But lice and mites are a very normal common thing. Birds are dirty. Birds are gross. It's just a thing that happens. And they, even if you don't have any outside sources that you're bringing it in, if you have any wild birds that can come into your fence and like nibble on the food, they can drop the lice and the mites. And like, I know you're probably like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a couple bugs. But what it can do is severely make your birds anemic and drop a whole bunch of weight because they're just infested with these parasites. Yeah. Their body's trying to fight it off instead of build up their Absolutely. Fat and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, just an ivermectin every, I don't think you have to do it like monthly or anything. Right. They usually say it once on day one and then once again on day 14 if you have a big deal. So that would, again, take care of your 30-day quarantine if that's what you had. And but, when you're dealing with flocks, you don't just treat one bird. You treat exactly. the whole thing. Yeah. Because they're, I mean, there's no way you can isolate out and not find more. Especially, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that is also, we've never, we never talked about this the last week or so, but we also, that's why chickens have dust baths mm-hmm. with diatomaceous earth and with sands and with like just that, that rougher stuff. That's, that's them putting all that rough sand and grit onto their skin to fluff off those yeah, extra Yeah, to keep mites. them bug free. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's super important to let them do the chicken things to Dustin. And even if you have your chicks and you see them kind of like laying on their side and like flapping their wings in the mm-hmm. bedding, that's them doing big girl things. They're dusting in yep. your bed shavings. They don't know there's no dust to dust, but that's what they're doing. Exactly. And it's super cute. I like to watch mine sunbathe. It's pretty, pretty funny. Yes. Okay, so up next, is there, what's another common thing? Worms. Right. Sure. Because it's a parasite, it's worms. Yeah, but I think that can happen, um, that can almost fall under the the mites and yeah. lice situation where you're just going to be treating them again. Yeah, I don't know. Does ivermectin work for... It's a dewormer. Is it? Mm-hmm. You know what I always used? The people on the interwebs said to use a goat wormer. The safe... liquid worms? Yeah, safeguard. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that before. We use that with our dogs and cats, too. Here's a myth. Uh, Pumpkin. That you're supposed to use pumpkin to worm them. That's not actually... Not a thing. A thing. Hmm. I think you would need a whole field of pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) for it to actually work. I mean, are pumpkins still great for your chickens? Sure, yeah. But I don't think you're really like... I know a lot of people that grind up pumpkin seeds. Yeah. For that. Yeah, they think, oh, it adds all of this extra stuff in there. It sure, it I'm might, sure, yeah, but but I don't think you're like killing any, any bugs, any yeah. worms, yeah, wormy worms, you yeah. I mean, and it's just like it looks like the spaghetti worms that you find like in cat or dog poop. Yes. <laughs> now here, here's what I want to bring up though too. So, um, I this could be touchy, so I apologize for that. But when people are talking about wanting things to be all natural, wanting things to be organic and things like that. Do you see all of these issues that could come up in a flock? Yeah. The ways that we have to treat them destroy that organic quality. Yeah. And it's not also in the same way that we're doing this every single week. Or to every single bird all the time. Yeah. This is just when the problems arise, 
if they arise. Right, exactly. I have never had to treat any of my hens for mites or worms. Ooh, I've had to do, I, I've, I've had to do most on this list. Oh, good. <laughs> but you also have like, I keep like five to seven hens We've at a time. We've had a couple hundred yeah. at a time. But I mean, like, again, I said, most of this has happened when we've introduced and like, you know, haven't done the full quarantine. I We got something from somebody and we we're like, yes, we'll put them all together. And then I started looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this crawling all over you? Yeah. You know, and. And this could be something too, as simple as cleaning the equipment as well yeah waterers used waterers used yep. feeders can be carriers you need to watch that did that had that happen mm-hmm. try to get a sweet deal on some gently used chicken waters and, and that's how i had the outbreak of coccidiosis Ugh, that just sucks I, it was devastating we lost uh, 20 to 30 mm. chicks but and but that brings me back to this organic yes. So in the sense that if you are frustrated with the price of organic, this is why. Because do you know, I mean, we're going to experience problems all the time. And the yeah. only way that we can avoid that in an organic herd is to cut cull it from the herd. Or the flock. I'm using the wrong word. So I yeah. mean and Cull is not always necessarily means kill. Sometimes it means rehome. But, I mean, if you are rehoming sick birds, then that's not good that's jujus not good either. either. Yeah. So, this, like I said, just a troubleshooting. This is not... Right. This is not will happen to you. This, you know what I mean? This is just in if. case. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of scary things on the Facebook groups, too, because... Yeah. You know, you think you've got a group of 30,000 people, but they all reach out to the groups when there's problems. Mm-hmm. So you only hear the bad, the scary things. And that's I not necessary. Help. Yeah. Yeah. So back to this coccidiosis. Mm-hmm. That's a doozy. I remember all the stories and I wanted to puke a little. So the, here's, here's how we missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like I said, that was the way how we got it was with the used waters in... And the common, the most common sign is bloody stools. And sure. I don't mean just like a little tinge of red. I mean, it looks like they are pooping explosive oh. blood. Ugh. It is literally their insides bleeding out, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so most of the time they'll be very lethargic too. Their bodies will puff up mm-hmm. and their head will kind of shrink down and their eyes will be closed because they don't feel good. Yep. So I missed it because we had a red heat lamp. Red disguises blood. That's why you have a lot of brooders using red to discourage pecking. Yes. In there. Um, It was outside in our garage in the winter. So it was already kind of colder. So I saw them as puffed up as in chilled, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when we went to go change it, it was just pretty much, it was a disaster. So the quickest thing that you can do is to get Corid. Mm-hmm. And you can find that, again, at any local farm store. And it's about one tablespoon to one gallon of water. And if they've got it bad and they're not doing good, then just keep keep dipping your the beaks. In the water. Mm-hmm, in the water to make sure that they can get. Wow. It's But then tough. you've got to completely sanitize, clean. Oh, my gosh. Why, I mean. We had wooden brooders at the time. We had to burn them all. Yeah. We tossed the feeders once we figured out what it is. And it's very, very, very extremely contagious. So we were extremely lucky that it was just to a brooder. Yeah. 
but if we switched that water on accident or we did that water first wow. and then switched it to something else, then it would just trickle and it's just... It could have killed your whole flock. It, it Very easily. And once it gets in the ground and in the soil, it's a disaster. So wow. we yeah. talked a long, long, long time ago mm-hmm. about apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. as just kind of a natural preventative. And mm-hmm. I will say now that I'm scared of coccidiosis all the time, Yeah, I am like... apple cider vinegar for everybody and i don't know if it's just the combination that we've gotten rid of all of the equipment yeah or it's all of that but we haven't had a problem since that's that's good and it's not i mean that's generally like if someone does have any kind of like issue where their flock is dying and they have any kind of Mm -hmm. bloody poop at all i was like it's probably the beginnings of it and you You got lucky and it's not you cannot wait yeah you cannot wait for this you can't like Treat it you, as you fast as you You cannot wait for Amazon's two-day shipping. <laughs> you have to actually go... Right now. Right right that second. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> That's a big one. That's a doozy. We need to uh, make sure that we have full supply of all the things for coccidiosis treatment here at the feed store. Yeah. It's not a... It comes in a powder form. It comes in a liquid form. It's not, mm-hmm. not wow. super expensive, but it's something that you definitely want to have on hand. Yep. What a... Uh, have you had anything else that's happened? Um, I don't know. Have you had any bully hens? I have. I actually have. Okay, okay. So we had, um, I got a handful of chicks from our last year's chick day that were grown. And then I had a customer who was dealing with two, what she thought were bully barred rocks. Yeah. Which seemed kind of odd to me because it doesn't really seem like a bully breed. But oh. I was like, well, bring them out to my house and, you know, because she couldn't have them anymore because they were killing her other birds. That's mm. what she, I think, yeah. that what she experienced. Um, but I had them. I added them to my flock. Um, they were free reign. Like, they were, you know, go to the coop at night, out in the yard during the day. Yeah. And they were... They were the more friendly of my entire flock because she was very friendly with all of her chickens and mine are just kind of like, here, have some food, bye. (laughs) I wasn't as, like, attentive, but they were were great. Now, pecking order and bullying are two totally different different things. So different. Um, Pecking order in your flock has to happen. It's normal. It is incredibly normal. And it's going to happen anytime you reintroduce or anytime you take someone away. Yep. And so... um, Or even by age. Sure. Yeah. The Basically what happened is I'm pretty sure that those two hens fell into our pecking order and they weren't the top dogs and they did perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, Tessa, Tessa and one were like together all the time and i'm pretty sure they like like worked to you know just rob ruthie of all her joy because that was the one that always stole ruthie's food and so um yeah (laughs) it was is toby and toby and tessa and they did great that was awesome um i don't know so but about your bullying i've heard a lot of that over this winter particularly and i don't know if it's just because it's been colder for us longer sure so I think another way to diminish or to reduce bullying is to make sure that they have a lot of space because in the winter, they're not really outside free ranging as much as they are. Right. So if you have a coop that is only sized for 10 and you have 15 or 20 yeah, 
and you're like, okay, well, in the summer, it's not that big of a deal because they free range. They're all outside all the time. Well, now they're not in the winter and Mm -hmm. that's a little bit tougher. So try upping their protein, try giving them a little bit of space if you can. Um, I just make a higher roosting bar. You can always go up. You also want to give them things to do so they're not bored. So string a head of lettuce on a string and let it dangle. Put a mirror in there. You know, I mean, if you want to go crazy, put up a chicken swing. Like, give them something to do so that they're not messing with each other. Yep. And then usually as soon as summer breaks or spring breaks. Yeah. You may run into some instances where um, you, you will find where, especially if you have roosters, um, they are going to like maybe rub the back of some of your hens raw. So you're going to have to watch for things like that. I yeah. don't think that it's necessarily bullying. I think that's just, that's just nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, they do have stuff to prevent that. You can get saddles for your hens if it's yes. a thing. Um, trying to think of other instances where, um, like, like there are chickens though that will, you know, peck something to death or there will and honestly yeah you just gotta kind of get rid of them if if it if the aggression i mean chickens are pets for a lot of people and i totally get that but at the same time you also have to understand that it's livestock too so if you have something that's super aggressive over and over and over and it's stressing your other hens out your hens aren't laying eggs because of it Mm mm-hmm yeah. You know, then you just have to kind of figure out where you're on board with things. The same things for, like, if you had um, somebody that's eating eggs. Like, we have that problem going on right now, yes. and I'm getting real crabby about it. Yeah. So, somebody's so – we're going we're gonna to change some things around. Put your golf balls in there. Put your uh, wooden eggs in there. Yeah. Anything you that can, you could peck their – hurt their pecker. Yep. Or you can – I've heard that you can take an egg, blow out the yolks, and fill it with mustard because I guess <gasps> they don't – I don't know. But, yeah, I, I've been finding, like, broken eggshells. And, you know, again, not only does it encourage behavior for all the rest of them because yeah. they like it, but you're not getting those eggs that right. you were wanting. We used to have mice that would steal our eggs. I mean, it very well could be. No, I'm sure we just had lived. It was in the side of a barn and the mice always stole our eggs. I was like, all right, Templeton. You know, sure. I was like, like, stay out of my coop. But anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, that could, like I said, that's not really like a super. Yeah. I mean, we have people that want to give us, though, their chickens here at the feed store because they say their chickens are being bullied. Yeah. Like, bullying others. And I'm like, You don't get, also, you don't get rid of the ones that are being bullied. You get rid of the The aggressor. Yeah. And also, I honestly think you were just saying this about the peck order. So, if you have your bully buddy or whatever it is, take that chicken and put him in a dog crate Mm -hmm. by himself. For, like, two or three days. I mean, obviously, like, give them food and water. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but, like, at that time, they are establishing a different peck order without this person. And then you add him in. Yeah. And then it just kind of resets all of the things again. Fun fact, do you know how other chickens identify each other? Tell me. They identify each other by their combs on their heads. So are you saying that if you had a bully one, you could just tie a hat around it? That I w- yes, I'm gonna put a little dunce do cap, it. a dunce cap on my bully chicken. I'm gonna start crocheting chicken hats, <laughs> chicken <laughs> dunce caps that go on our bully chickens, and then oh people my gosh. can't figure it out. I would oh my gosh, they say though that if you were to cover everyone's comb, 
then they would just they would lose their cool. Well, I, there's some chickens to like show them they're yeah. dubbed. Oh wow. Which is like means that they have their waddles and their combs removed and it's a sh- it's like a, a show, show standard. You know, like how certain dogs have their ears docked or yeah. their tails oh, yeah. or whatever. I mean, not my jam, but yeah, it's not it's, gonna happen to my chickens, but yeah, it's more dedication than I have. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, well, what else? What else do we got? Oh, so one of the very first things that happened to me is I've had a lot of questions. How do you introduce your dogs? And like, eh, there's a few different ways, but in my case, I thought my dog was very trustworthy, and she was not. She took a little chomp out of my chicken, my Ooh, favorite what a chicken. Song. She lived. She's totally fine. Yeah. But she had a puncture wound mm. of like canine teeth in oh, her back. Shoot. And so this has actually saved my butt more than once. If you've had any type of wound and like nurses can even back me up that this is like a thing. So I'm not like wasn't just totally blown smoke or anything. Yeah. But it's called like Dakin solution or Daskin solutions. I forget mm. how to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically it's like a cap full of bleach to like a squirt bottle of water. Wow. And yeah. you just pretty much spritz it on there and it wow. heals it right up. That's awesome. So I mean, honestly, like it's probably gonna be super disinfectant. It it is. It's very disinfectant. It still encourages like healthy Yeah, it's skin hard to bandage growth. stuff on any kind of livestock anyway. So Because they're very drawn to it. So yeah. um and obviously they don't like chickens will go crazy over the red. That's why we have the red bulbs. So blue coat I think you can use yeah. as well okay. or even like blue food coloring too oh. mm-hmm. it's literally just to disguise the color of it perfect I didn't know that yeah so that's what we've done for a lot of different things it's worked out pretty well mm-hmm. um I mean obviously you want to figure out how to prevent flies you know what I mean yes. it's really the big thing but that was loud <laughs> But for those are good for any injuries. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, predators. Let's talk predators. I've had a lot of those. <laughs> I am honestly surprised that I did not have more. My only predators were predators that I introduced, which were yeah. the other people's dogs. But yeah. I never really had... I lived literally with two cornfields on both sides of me. I never had... I ate any coyotes or anything. I think we had the big dog that was on our property that kept him away, but I'm so surprised by that. We've had a couple different ones, and I've learned that every predator leaves its special signature move. Yes. So usually yeah. birds of prey, like owls and hawks, usually just take the head. Right. Yeah. I did know this because like, they want to take the part of, with the highest protein Yuck. or something like that. Yeah. It was not, I'm not, I was just sorry. Not prepared for all of it. I mean, <laughs> we've lost peacock. And you know what I mean? Like, take yeah. the chickens before you take the peacocks. <laughs> uh, you know, we live on a cornfield too, on all four sides. And this past year was hard because it was corn season. Yeah. And we had a fox that Ooh. was able to come as close to our property line as he could. Yeah. Without being seen. Wowza. We lost about 40 this year. Which sounds like a lot. Yes. Because it is. <laughs> but they were mostly roosters. That's not terrible. <laughs> we hatched out a bunch of chickens, and of course, nobody wants roosters. Sure, yeah. So we had this whole, like, 
bachelor pad full of roosters that free ranged. Yeah. I didn't feed them. I set out a water for them and I said, have fat Best of luck to you. And they all slept on this one like big electrical wire spool. Yes. Uh huh. These whole entire roosters did. And so every once in a while, there'd be like two or three missing. And I'm like, ah. And then we'd stay up a couple nights with our, you know, rooting, tooting guns out and yeah. like trying to hunt it down. And mm. yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. I so, know a handful of people dealt with minks this year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, lots of, I I never really experienced possums or anything, but I have heard of. Um, Man. What's the. Uh, raccoons. Raccoons are an issue, but. um. I have a soft spot for possums. I don't. It's okay. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) They destroyed my garage at my old house. Oh, I mean, look. So we had a little tiny possum that was like, I'm I'm holding both of my hands together to make a circle. It was very tiny. Yeah. And the boys named it Blossom. The possum. (laughs) And it was very cute. Yes. And we learned that they're very, they're North America's only marsupial. Wow, yeah. And that they are opportunistic There you go. creatures. So okay. they won't necessarily pick a fight. Yes. To get their food, so they'll most likely take your eggs. They do eat your chickens. If, yeah. But I think that they would only eat your chickens if it's at night and they're all settled down. I don't sure. think they're going to like strike during fight. the day yeah. and they're not going to like attack your barn cats or anything else like that. Whatever. Anyways, ours I- left our cat yeah they just they would sleep up on top of our shelves and scare the crap out of me when i walk indoors (laughs) (laughs) it's terrifying and they like hiss and like growl i know (laughs) i love them they're so (laughs) i was thinking of muskrats oh muskrats were another issue you know there's something that's burrowing on the sides of my ditches yeah and I've been told that, like, badgers. Yeah. That's a but I think that maybe it could be a groundhog, but I just don't know what is around in this area. Uh, minks? Muskrats? No, that burrow in the ditches. Like, in the hill part of the ditch. I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. We've seen around in Princeville, I've heard that there's bobcat running around. No, no. Don't tell me that. Well, not, like, in town. But, oh, like, my gosh. around <laughs> this town. Woo! Bobcats. No, thank you. I oh, isn't that pretty cool? I'm terrified of large Cats. things that can hurt me. Even sharks and alligators terrify me. I so. don't. Um, I don't actually think they. I know they're not around here, but I'm still yeah a big fat wimp. I mean, it's. I guess there's there's predators everywhere you look, and you just gotta kind of trade different yeah things for it. Side note: We're going to Florida in a couple weeks, and I'm like. They're like, let's go to the ocean every day. And I'm like, I'll sit right here on the sand. I'm telling you, I am a big fat wimp. No. Okay. Anyway, back to chickens. No, you're good. What else do we have to deal with? Um, What about like when, have you ever had an egg bound chicken? I haven't, but I feel like I've seen enough people that have. Yeah. Do you know where, so a chicken... It walks like a normal chicken, right? Yeah. But I guess when it's egg bound, it just gets stuck and it like kind of scoots its butt down low and like kind of waddles like a penguin, like almost goes like upright. 
Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I think the only way to do it is to like reach up in there. Reach up and get it. Yeah. One of our customers. Lube on up and get it. She said she's had it done like two or three times. One of them was to one of her ducks. Yikes. I was like, no, thank you. But I mean, I, you have to do it or else it could, it could kill them. Yeah. And I mean, I think the sketchy part about that too is if it breaks, if the yolk breaks inside of them, that can cause an infection as well. Oh, wow. I didn't It's like know an that. egg yolk parrot to blah, blah, blah. Hmm. I don't know what it is. It's a big word. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel like if you get into keeping chickens, you're also kind of like a mini vet. Like, I very much take vets serious and credit them immensely. But, like, there's also, like, here's your little troubleshooting of the... Yeah. Like, how far can I go before I call the vet for a chicken? Well, and there's not a lot of vets that see chickens, Mm -hmm. you know. When you're paying $3 for an animal. How do you justify spending a couple thousand to... To help it. To reach an egg out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You know, so... No, we haven't had that. You know what we did have? Um, we had one that had an impacted crop. What does that mean? I, I'm i still learning. But I think it means to where... Did we talk about grit? Yeah. Uh, well, the difference... We need to talk about the difference between grit and oyster. Yeah. Okay. So grit, right, is like tiny little rocks... Yes. ...that sit down in there gizzard mm-hmm. yes. or their crop right yeah is it the same thing i don't know i should gizzard let's okay. go with gizzard and what it does is when they eat things like grass it like goes to the place and the rocks like help break it down mm-hmm. so if they don't have any of that then it just compacts into a hard mass and they can't like really eat anymore and they can't really pass it yeah so it's called an impacted crop wow so what's the solution to this don't know all of mine have died from it <laughs> like the two that i've had i will say though that this is going to be less likely of a problem if you've got so free, less, yeah. free range birds or they're going to be eating the dirt and the gravel on your driveways and the things like yeah. that when they feel that like they're gonna if you set out oyster or grit they're going to eat it when they know they need it well and also like you just said chickens at free range chickens are always pecking at the ground yes so they're always taking little amounts of dirts and rocks yeah with exactly that. yeah so but yeah that's i mean i think like people are like you can even do surgery and i'm like mm, not that experienced no thank, thank you. you very much that's one of those situations where you have to practice on a dead one in order to get it right and i'm yeah. just not there nope not there no way that's i'm gonna leave that one up to the vets for sure not there yep yeah, and then I think what's another common one? Maybe like an upper respiratory infection. I feel like there's been a lot of that going on this winter. Yeah, I could see, especially with especially around here with the frequent change in weather. Yeah, and um, dealing with high moisture in high, the winter. Yeah, high moisture and not being able to stay dry when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the signs for upper respiratory in chickens. Um, what does that look like? Um, I've seen it in a couple different ways. It can be, like, those foamy eyes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it can also be, like, sneezing. Um, and... I would assume it would just be similar to the other signs of respiratory issues and, like, a... Well, like, some wheezing, too. A hack of sorts and, um, like, just struggling in general with... 
breathing and stuff. So, so to treat that, it's a good old injection in yeah. the, uh, is it the oxytetracycline? That sounds right. Duramycin or Thailand 200. Thailand 200 is pretty hard to get. Hmm. So just to get their off-brand, which is like LA 200 or something. But then watch your withdrawals. Yep, 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 so. always. Like I said, withdrawal periods, perfect time to put in an incubator. Yep, there you go. Perfect timing. Hmm. How? This is a question that I have for you. I'm Do ready. you have to, this is, sorry, this is going to be a hippity-dippity question. I'm ready. When you're, when you're rooster breeds a hen yeah are all the eggs fertilized or only certain eggs for a certain period of time or just the egg the one egg do you know the answer okay so she can store it up in her body for like 10 to 14 days really and i read somewhere and i don't know about the credibility of this (laughs) but i read this somewhere that she can also reject it Oh, wow. So if she gets tagged by a suitor that she does not favor, I think she can be like, nope. That's hysterical. (laughs) And everybody with deadbeat baby daddies are like, dang it, that's my calling, you know. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So, but that's another thing. So when we separate out for like our breeding coops, we don't take like the first three weeks of eggs because it could be old old somebody else's got it gene pool interesting that makes sense though for sure got it and so but depending on how many roosters versus how many hens they still might not all be fertilized okay so i think like a rooster does great between like four to twelve okay all right i think if you put like three hens with one rooster you'd have to worry about him just using and abusing them, and that's where you get them their feathers Back torn up. Feathers, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I think if you have any more than you know ten to twelve, then mm-hmm. it, it the fertility might not be spot on. Interesting. Sure. Okay. Just depends on how. That was my full. Your rooster is. Oh boy, <laughs> that was my advanced troubleshooting for you today. Yeah. That was a good question. I hope that we answered someone's question about something. It was like, so really, I mean, I seriously want to stress all of these things, like, is not common. Like, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. I have never, like I said before, I have never dealt with mites or lice or coccidiosis. Leanna has the fortunate (laughs) experience with all of that. Yeah, I'm, and that's what I'm saying. It's it's most of the time it's been I can trace it back to exactly what it was that I missed Mm -hmm. or that I wasn't careful about that I rushed something. Like I knew that we got mites this past summer because I took in a chicken. I had it quarantined. My isolation place blew over in the wind and I panicked because I did not want to lose this bird yeah so in this middle of this windstorm I threw him in the coop to be safe with everybody and ta-da there it was bummer it's like Oprah bugs for you bugs for you everybody gets the bugs (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah I mean (laughs) so up next after troubleshooting Leanna's gonna shine next week because we are talking about hatching. Um, I have never hatched. You have hatched. That's what you do for life. 
Can I tell you my favorite part is when people tell me when they're just starting to get chickens and they're like, I don't think I could ever hatch out eggs. And I'm like, <laughs> just wait. Yeah. I was close to buying a incubator. They're so fun. But it's like, I can't do it now. If I do it, I'm going to do it and raise them up and send them out to your house. So more the merrier. Anyway, so next up, we're going to talk about hatching. And that will be next week. And then you will know everything about chickens. Because we've done it twice over now. Yeah. So that's that's the exciting part. I want to know what you're looking forward to. What kind of breeds are you getting this year? Are yep. you adding to your flock? Are you starting a new one? Are you coming back into the flock life after mm-hmm. years of not doing anything? Of all yeah. the stuff. So shout out and let us know. Yep. A big thing that people come in, especially when they see the chicks, is like, oh, yeah, I had chicks a ton when I was young, but then I had to be a part of the butcher day, and I never wanted to do chicks ever again. Yeah, I can see that. So, well, to end on that. Chickens that are delicious. <laughs> they do taste delicious. <laughs> All right, well, have a good week. We'll talk catching next time. See you later. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. And want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later! <laughs>